0: Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors, as this show would not be possible if it wasn't for them. Million Mar for stylish and unique all Australian gift boxes. Their ranges include corporates, him and her, babies, or you can design your own. Catch them today at www.millionmar.com.au. That's www.millionmar.com.au. And last but not least, Retrojet Prints. At Retrojet, they create unique, high-quality, retro-inspired artwork that's affordable. Designed by them for you to suit any setting. Find them today at Retrojet Prints on Instagram or Facebook. And now, let's start the episode. He got a away, Brendan. That's not like Brendan to get away, is it? No, not right. what a time to be alive.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 65 of the Pressure Point Podcast. What a weekend of footy. How was your weekend, mate?
0: Oh, I think you know the answer to that, mate.
1: Yeah, it, was a, it was a loaded question, that one. It was tough. It was tough.
0: <laughs> it was a tough weekend.
1: Yeah, it was. It was to say the pretty least. Pretty fresh from it as well.
0: Yeah, it was just yesterday, last night. Uh, Twilight, mm-hmm. 5.30, well, 5.10 game, I should say, and... Everything worked in our favour. We had all the right results go our way from other teams. Um, we were two goals up in the last quarter. We came back from a deficit. We hit the lead. We looking good, and not for the first time this year, we blew it and lost by a four point margin. So disappointing to say the least. But um, yeah, I'll probably get in a little bit more as we move on.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good. Well, I mean, that the last two minutes of that game were pretty um pretty wild. I was um, heated. It was great. It, it was, was, like it was good quality on. football. Yeah, that last was. couple of minutes. What did you um What did you think of the Frio Guernsey? I loved it. Yeah, I, it I can't, I'll actually want one. I want yeah. one of those jerseys. They're I reckon, really nice. They should, they should wear them permanently. I,
0: I reckon there'll be a push for them to come back. The fans mm. loved it. Yeah. They really got around the atmosphere in Fremantle. Um, with, had the guy lifting the anchor and everything. Yeah. It was that. Look, if it wasn't the circumstances that it was, I would have loved that whole spectacle. Yeah. Um, and I still kind of do, but yeah. No, nah, I think the jump is fantastic. Yeah,
1: no, it was good. It was good to see. Um, and yeah, that that result last night has thrown the top eight race wide open. If it already wasn't, it's even. More wide open now. There's about four teams that can finish eighth, and to be honest, no one really wants to finish eighth, do they?
0: I was about to say, no one wants it. Everyone's losing games that they should be winning, um, except Carlton. Carlton got up on the weekend, which I know you are going to talk about. But, the, yeah, the, I don't know. I can't pick a top eight team. At the moment. Look, to be honest with you, I looked during the week before the game, and I had a look at all the other sides that are competing for the same spot. I looked at all the fixtures going forward, and I thought, geez, we're a good chance here. Like, we've got all very winnable games, which I know we've had previously and lost. Mm. But I thought, still a chance. Um, so to blow this one was pretty disappointing because I really thought this is a great opportunity for us to sneak in eighth, if not seventh, with West Coast having that loss as well. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was hard.
1: Yeah, I mean it's any of those teams can easily finish in that eighth spot. I think um, I think Richmond and Carlton have the more favourable three games to go. And our percentage helps too. Percentage is, is quite good. Essendon's percentage is good, but I think they've got some tough games. I think they've got Bulldogs this week. So
0: in saying that, yeah. though, they came close to Sydney. Yeah,
1: that's been that, that's been the theme of Essendon's year. They're they've yeah. been quite good, but they just can't quite beat the top teams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they played finals, they, they would they would give it a, a bit of a shake. Um. So yeah, it's 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 going to be it's exciting, I guess, because especially when when both our teams are in the exact same spot with three games to go, it's it's.
0: Absolutely, and I mean this isn't even throwing shade towards you guys, but normally at this point of the year, both of us have a good idea whether we're playing finals or not.
1: Absolutely, and you know Mm. now we have no clue. Well, I can't even remember the last time with three games to go that our season was still alive. You know, I reckon it's been at least eight years.
0: Well, there you go. And, I mean, yeah. like you know, to go the other way around, we're normally top four, so I'm sort of used to being yeah, solidified usually, by this point. You're
1: playing for a double chance in a couple of, in a few weeks, usually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So
0: it's um yeah, it's been tough. It's all been, not tough. T- tough's the wrong word. It's been different. I should yeah. say. It's been different.
1: Yeah. So it's uh it's exciting. Um, I might as well touch on the Blues while while we're on them. It was a good win on Friday night. I've been waiting for yeah. this. <laughs> I mean, it was the perfect. After the week that we had and the performance against North Melbourne, it was the perfect response for it. Um, I feel like if we beat the Saints and it was a pretty sloppy game, and you know when you just got over the line, got over the line, we probably would have been like, oh yeah, what was that? It was still a bit, bit crap, but that was the perfect response. We played with some great footy. We dominated them all over the park. The scoreboard was probably flatter, flattering for them. Um, I think we we were definitely thirty uh, more than a thirty point win for us. I, th- I feel um, and. Yeah, we just had winners all over the park. It was, it was great to see. Um, Jack Sylvania playing as our ruck was enormous. Um, he got my three votes and Sam Walsh.
0: He does it week in, week out. It's not news anymore it's, when it's, he has a good yeah, game. Yeah,
1: he's just he's he's not human. Kicked three goals, 26 touches. Um, he's a freak. And then Harry Mackay kicked five goals in the first half. Um, could have had more. Could have had more. He missed, he missed that one directly in yeah, front. Yeah, two directly in front. Drop you
0: know, punt. We've got Tom Lynch doing the same thing. I can't say much, but yeah, well, it's, it's disappointing to see key forwards do that. And I mm. want to know the reasoning behind it. Like, why can't key forwards kick goals 15 metres out directly in front? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? We know with Harry, and we've touched on it before, how Harry prefers to snap. We mm. know that. he's not, a, He doesn't like the drop punt. Still not an excuse. You still should be kicking those. And then Lynch, he doesn't snap. He d- rarely snaps, but you've got to be kicking those. Yeah. And it's a common theme at the moment with a few, like, with few key forwards going around.
1: Yeah, it is. But yeah, he was He nailed one from about sixty out as well on, on a tight angle. So he's a freak. Um, he's going to win the Coleman, and he's got a good lead now. Um, and but the big news for that night was seeing Charlie Kerno run back out. Geez, that, that warmed my heart to see him out there and and kicking that goal off one step from sixty was oh, that was spine tingling stuff. It was good for footy, really, really wasn't it? That. Yeah,
0: there's good for footy stories, and this was not only good for Carlton, it was good for the footy world to see Curnow back on the park and. Not without controversy. People yeah, have been questioning critics. whether it was the right decision to bring him back. I mean, like you said, he's been training with the team for, what, nearly two months, yeah, you said? Yeah,
1: there's people that have no idea about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like he's been in full training for two months. So it couldn't have been any slower getting him in. Um, so trust was, me, they've learnt the hard so way that yeah, not to
0: rush Kerno back. He's he's taken it was the more than ready.
1: More than ready. Um
0: yeah, of course he didn't get have the impact that he might have in no, his mind. Yeah, yeah, but he hasn't just played seven hundred days or whatever it was. Of course he's not gonna have that kind of impact.
1: It's all yeah. mentally for him, was is what well, the next month is it's all it's all to get himself confident again and um, being able to compete at that level. And if he can kick yeah. a few goals in the meantime, That's it. even better. And then this will be perfect going into pre season. Yeah. Um so I love it. And then just before the game, seeing him and Harry Line up together, and in, in the forward fifty was just brings a smile to your face because you just I think there was a stat we've only seen that them play together about 15, 20 times, mm. which is ridiculous. So Considering like yeah. how long they've both been at the club, yeah. So it's um it was great. That was um it was a good night to be a Carlton supporter that night. We've uh we've made up for it, which is made up for that terrible week the week before.
0: Yeah, I think you bounced back in the yeah. perfect manner.
1: Um, but COVID strikes again in the AFL world.
0: It's not going away, is it? It mm. doesn't matter. One state finally uh, gets its shit together and another one carks it yep. pretty much. So we saw Brisbane this time. Queensland, I should say. Not yeah. just Brisbane, Queensland as a whole.
1: So we had, what, three games relocated all to Melbourne on Sunday, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So Which, a I know you,
0: you mentioned it before we recorded, but people are saying that the AFL has uh, knowledge before everybody else does about what's happening with COVID. I don't think so. I don't think they would have sent clubs from Melbourne to Brisbane if they knew that they were going to have to turn around and come straight back to Melbourne. So yep. that's a little bit silly, that one for mine.
1: Yeah, it, um, it was bizarre. And it's like, it's just more for the players. You know, like how are you meant to, you're preparing for a game. Like Melbourne are ready to play Gold Coast on Saturday afternoon and then pretty much like on their way to the ground. It's like, all right, get back on a plane, go back to Melbourne, you're playing tomorrow. Yeah. It's no.
0: it throws everyone out of whack. I, I mean
1: it's Gold Coast loser, they lose their home game as well. Yeah. So it's,
0: it's nuts. I mean look, and you get people that play football and go, oh, it's not that big of a deal, just move it a day. It doesn't make that much mm. of a difference. But look, mate, when you you know, you're playing like myself, Rezzy's in D four, yeah. the preparation that we have compared to what yeah. these guys do is you can't compare. Yeah. And to throw them off a day like that, it ruins everything because the whole week is planning and preparing for that one day. Yeah. So when it moves, everything's thrown out of whack. Yeah. So of course it makes a big difference.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so we had five games on Sunday, which was nuts. So it was good to see, and, the, and the Olympics, and which yeah. I don't
0: know if you've been watching much of, but they've been great at the oh moment. Been how been good is the Olympics. Olympics? It's so good. It's the, it's the most I've ever watched um, through mm. you know every other year that we've had it, um, yeah. and this has been yeah fantastic to watch. I'm loving it at the moment, especially because so the Aussies good. are doing pretty well.
1: Yeah, you just get around sports that you you'd never watch, and oh absolutely, just, you back them, uh, back the Aussies in, and you always look out for those. Uh, those characters from other countries as well and all the funny names going around, it's good.
0: It's a fair thing, yeah. Mate. It's Some of the highly is like entertaining. the, the yeah. dressage or the equestrian. Like Your favourite, like isn't my it? My favourite, yeah. I love the dressage. <laughs> There's nothing better than, it's the way they prance, it's so elegant.
1: Yeah. It's, each to their own, each to their own. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of elegant, are we getting an, uh, an elegant guest on the podcast soon? I don't,
0: I don't know if that was the right way to introduce <laughs> him, but yes, we are getting a guest on the podcast. Help me talk about the tigs, help me vent a little bit. Yeah. We might as well get him on. We'll get him on. We'll get him on now. Yeah. We'll we'll get the phone ready. We'll get him ready to rock and roll. And I think he's coming on. Phone should be dialing.
2: Hello, speaking. You know what? You said he was
0: elegant and he answered
2: just like that. That That was very elegant. That was the
0: most elegant way this man could have answered the phone. G'day Dom. How are you, mate?
2: Not bad yourself, guys. How are
0: you tonight? Yeah, fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Uh, pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us.
2: No, thank you. Oh,
0: pleasure, mate. It's been a long time coming. We have tried to get you a few times, and you've you've weaseled your way out of it. But you've uh, you finally jumped on with us. You've you've found some time, so appreciate that. We we were just talking about the round that was, and obviously our mob, the Tigers, copped it a little bit over the weekend and didn't have the performance that we thought we were probably going to. What were what were your thoughts of the game as a whole?
2: Well, quite honestly, me honestly, I thought it was one of the worst games of football I've ever watched. <laughs> you know you know, the end score um, probably doesn't do the game justice. you know doesn't look as bad as what it was, but it actually was pretty bad, if you ask me, the fact that the scoreboard read two goals ten to one goal late at half time, and the fact that no goals were scored in the second quarter, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you know what? I was,
0: I was laughing when you said it's one of the worst games you've ever seen. But when you actually consider how many goals we'll miss and how inaccurate both teams were, and it wasn't just Richmond and Freo were very inaccurate as well, and we'll, we were probably lucky early that they didn't kick yeah. straight. Um, yeah, you're right. It actually was a pretty terrible game skills-wise. Um, it was Dewey out there. You saw a few players slipping over, but that's probably no excuse for poor goal-kicking. What would you reckon, Marcus? Do you watch the game? What was it, Dewey? It was it was wet. You okay. could tell it was a bit wet out there. Not yeah.
1: from not from yeah, cold
0: not from cold fair, weather. Not just, from cold weather. Even like up you know how in Queensland last yeah. year the grounds got dewy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. something similar to that I well, reckon. To
2: be, fair, to be fair to the guys, apparently WA has had some wild weather over the weekend. So apparently it was really windy out there, but still it's really no excuse. I mean, they're professional footballers, as my sister says, they're paid to kick the goals, they should be kicking the goals. Well,
0: when you see Tom Lynch have shots from 15 metres out directly in front and miss him, and we, we did speak about that as well because Harry Mackay did a similar thing and we're comparing. Um, yeah, that's that's when things get disappointing. We had Matt Parker do the same thing, nearly directly in front. Jack Rewatt wasn't much further out, pretty much directly in front. All miss these easy kicks on goal and, you, you know, you slot those and the game turns around completely,
2: doesn't it? Yeah, Exactly. Uh, so, you know, you can blame the umpires all you want. And I will get to the umpires in a second because there were some dubious calls that were made.
0: I would love you too because uh, I'm very passionate about this as well.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I don't know what it is over there. But, you know, DMR gets pretty pathetic at his job. And the fact that he still gets paid, is just astonishing. You know, if I was that bad at my job, I'd be getting a letter from my employer saying my employment terminated. So... You know, if I can be that bad at my job, sign me up. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, mate. I I wanna know where to sign there for sure. What obviously Richmond haven't had the year we wanted. Talk to us about the year. What do you think it do you put it down to injuries? I know a lot of people such as myself as well, you know, the injuries obviously play a massive part. I think if we've had our full team all year, we have been in a different situation to where we are now. Can you blame it entirely on injuries or do you think there's other underlying issues?
2: So injuries are an act. Injuries are an act. that's why we're You know, fallen off a cliff. I was watching The Couch last night on Fox Footy and they said Richmond have hit a wall. So, you know, that's pretty evident in the back half of this year. You know, we've had the one win against Brisbane. So, you know, we kind of pulled a rabbit out of the hat for Jack's 300th. And, you know, what's really frustrating about Richmond is that we've played well in patches, but it just seems this year we haven't put four quarters together. You know, we've fallen asleep for five minutes and we've let teams back into games Uh, most notably the Adelaide game where we led by six goals they kicked five in a row the Essendon game and the Brisbane game where we fell asleep for a bit but steadied in the end it's just been I think it's just been one of those years where the competition has caught up to us the gap has closed faster than expected if you get where I'm coming from you know teams have gotten better and I think you know Some of the rule changes as well, you know, the the stand-on-the-mark rule. We haven't really adapted as well. And the shorter break as well, you've got to remember last year, the season ended, what, end of October, and we didn't come back to full training to pretty much the new year, and the season started mid-March. So that doesn't help as well. Injuries as well, and we've lost a lot of depth as well. You know, Markov's gone to the Gold Coast. He lost Alice a couple of years ago. I feel like we've been found out a bit and injuries are catching up. The kids are looking a bit tired out there. Collier Dawkins, um, they're, they're just not ready yet. They haven't had enough game time. So yes. I think, you know, it's a lot of factors as well. So it's not just injuries, but when you are missing the personnel we are missing, especially, you know, down back, you're, you're missing your two best batsmen in Belter and Broad, Hawley, lost and it
0: does hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you touched on the kids and here's a question I want to ask you Dom. Obviously we're still a mathematical chance. Um, we can still make the eight if we win our last three games and results go our way which so far touch would have gone our way. Do, do you concede now and start giving those kids game time or do you really push and try and squeeze into the eight? Because I know well, cousin of ours, Liam, we know he's pretty passionate about us just sort of throwing in the towel this year and playing some youth and giving it up because he doesn't reckon we're there. Um, I'm the opposite. I still think if, you know, if, if finals are a chance, you, you never give them up. So what what are your thoughts? Do you reckon we start playing some youth and just get ready for next year and rebuild and, you know, go, not rebuild, so just uh, restart and go again next year? Or do you reckon we, we just go all out for finals? And if we, don't, if we don't make it, we don't make it.
2: So I think, you know, we still have crack. Uh, me personally, even if we sneak into the eight, we're making up the numbers. And even, you know, West Coast, they're probably... Probably safe. You'd think they would win one more game and just sneak in. So for me, probably the top five of the contenders, probably from six, seven, eight, you're a pretender. It's just one of those years where there's such a big discrepancy between the top four teams and the um, <laughs> their fifth, or eighth. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. you look at Geelong. For me, they're the slight favorite they They're playing an unreal brand of footy. They've added to their list. You know, I was one to give them a bit of stick, you know, picking up Isaac Smith, Sean Higgins. But, you know, it looks like it's paying dividends. You know, they're winning and they're playing just a mature brand of footy. You know, they didn't play their best on the weekend. But, you know, wins a win and four points is four points. So you, you take it. But with Richmond, why not have a crack? in terms of playing kids, I do want to say this. So there's a guy now, by the name of Noel Cumberland in the BFL. And I feel like he needs to come in for J.K. Ars or Jason Kistanya because uh, the fact that Kistanya's kicked five goals in, what is it, eight weeks, it's just not good enough for a small forward. And J.K. Ars, he hasn't done anything since the Geelong game 10 weeks ago when he kicked four goals. So I think some changes do need to be made. And, you know... A lot of supporters give Jack and Lynch a fair bit of flack, but it's not really their fault with it all coming inside fifty. just they're sending or Mary's inside the four fifty. How can you expect them to take a mark? You know you might take one or two times out of ten, but you can't expect them to do it every time. so I don't think Jack or Lynch have anything to answer for. I think it's a uh, delivery inside fifty yeah, it's just it's just frustrating, you know. This team they'll play an unreal brand of footy for four years and then this year we've just gone to garbage.
1: What about the dynasty? Is it alive or is it over? What are your what are your thoughts on it going well unlikely to, to win it this year, but what are your thoughts on next
2: year and the year after? Look, I think, you know, we're good enough to make the eight next year. Uh, we just need to add to our list as well. Uh, we've got a good draft hand this year. I believe we've got two first-round picks and two second-round picks. So if we use those wisely, masters, I still think, you know, we could be in a good position for next year. you just got to look at Sydney and what they did. They did a bit of trading of the draft picks and shuffling things around. And look at them now. Who would have thought they would be uh, a premiership contender? You know, you look back two years ago, they were in the bottom four, even last year. And now they're pushing for a top-four spot. So I think it's about the way you recruit and the way you sort out your draft picks. Um, We'll see what happens in November. So hopefully Richmond can add to their list. But until the draft comes around and you see uh, who's putting in in the hard yards over the preseason, probably won't know until then. But I'd like to think, you know, we could push for finals.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with you, Dom. I, I think we... Definitely still a chance and, you know, even if we don't win it this year, which like Marcus said, the chances of that happening are, are pretty slim. Um, I don't think the dynasty dies if you have one off year in between that. Um, we've seen other teams do it and we've had other patches of, you know, dominance in our, in our past as well, just speaking um, purely Richmond terms. So I still think we're alive and a good chance if we go again next yeah. year. And like you said, to get the right numbers in. And some players that have been rumoured to come to the Tigers, I'll just mention two and you know who I'm going to talk about already. In Tom Mitchell yeah. and then the guy that dominated us on the weekend, Adam Chera. If you had to pick out of those two, who do you think would be best suited to come to Richmond at this period of time?
2: I'd like to, you know, get Adam Chera because he's young and he's still got his best footy ahead of him. Tom Mitchell is still, a, you know, a good player, but he's pushing towards the age of 30 now. And do we really want to recruit a, another 30-year-old. It's nothing against him personally. I just feel like it would be more beneficial to get a kid in, uh, because there's so much more potential there to develop and improve.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think Mitchell would be good if we were probably in a situation similar to Geelong, where you know we go, yeah. we you know we're definitely a good chance of winning the flag. Let's bring in as much experience and talent as we can, just to give it one last crack, type thing. But I think if you're looking, to, if you're looking to do what Geelong have done in recent times, and stay in the hunt for the last, oh, how long has it been? 10, 12 years now? They've been in the hunt for yeah. you know, finals, top four flags even. Um, I think you've got to keep these talented youth coming through. And Cher is already a developed midfielder. It's not like we have to, you know, uh, have faith in him and hope that he comes good. He's already good. So it, in that sense, it's, it's a safe bet because he's a good player already. And we're just moving him along and, you know, hoping he grows that little bit more. So it'll be interesting either way, but, I do like what you said about Noah Cumberland. I'm a big fan of bringing him in and it does need to be some change made in the side. And there's even another Rioli running around in the VFL that's apparently doing some exciting things and applying plenty of forward pressure, which I feel like we're lacking at the moment compared to yeah. Richmond of 2017 that was so famous for our forward pressure when Jack was our only tall. Um, you look at us now, we're a shell of what we were in terms of pressure back then. So maybe a player like Rioli for his pressure axe could be someone we'd look at.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I also wanted to add, I forgot to mention before, a player that I've also given a lot of stick to uh, is Sydney Stack. And, you know, at first, I didn't like Brian Mansell as well. I thought he was, you know, kind of useless. But yesterday, Mansell and Stack, uh, they stood up when it counted. I know we didn't get the four points. But, you know, I think it was the last quarter, Fremantle, to kick inside 50. Well, four points down, so this is when Saronga just kicked the goal and they were attacking again. Sydney Stack just went back with the flight of the ball. Uh, didn't give a, didn't really care about his safety, just did the team thing, put his body on the line. And, you know, it's acts like that that supporters admire. And that's when, you know, my respect to, for Sydney Stack went to 100%. Uh, you know, had no fear for his safety, didn't give a crap. Tough as nails, uh, was willing to put his body on the line to try and will his team over the line. Just unfortunate we didn't get there in the end. But, you know, Sydney Stack, the way he's been playing the last week or two, uh, the future's looking all right. So it's not looking as bad as what it seemed a couple of weeks ago. Just hopefully we can get some continuity in our game and hopefully get a few guys back from injury because it's just been really tough having five changes each week. You know, how how can you play uh, great footy if you're making five changes each week? You know what I mean? There's no continuity. There's no consistency in the team because you've got that many changes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, just quickly, Don, we're going to put you through the pressure cooker. It's a famous segment we've got here at the Pressure yeah. Cooker podcast. But just before I put you through, I want you to make, while you're on you're on air, this is going live to millions of people, obviously, I want you to make a public apology to Ryan Mansell who you consistently trash-talked and told me he was no good, and you've seen him the last few weeks. I want you to make a public apology to Ryan Mansell and admit that he's is going to be a fine young backman.
2: Okay, here it goes. <laughs> I, Dominic Walsall in Yami, sincerely apologise to Ryan Mansell of the Richmond Football Club for bad-mouthing you. I was wrong. I take back what I said. The last four weeks you've stood up. You've played great footy, and... I'm sure there's a future for you next year.
0: There we go, mate. That's all I wanted to hear. I appreciate that you've done well. I know it's hard for you to apologize, even when you know you're wrong. So I appreciate you doing that, mate. Well, like I said, we're about to put you through the pressure cooker. So if you don't know, it's a segment we got here on the podcast where we ask you just a few quick questions where you got to answer just the first thing that comes to your mind off the top of your head. So without further ado, I'll uh, I'll bring in the intro music, and once that finishes, we'll uh, we'll take it away. So here we go. All right
1: all right Dom if you had to delist one player on your team who would it be
2: just <laughs> I
0: knew that was the answer <laughs> I knew it all right well on the other hand Dom if you can bring uh, one player from another list who would it be and it can be anybody it doesn't have to be out of contract anyone
2: to be honest, I wouldn't mind Tom Hawkins because, you know, he doesn't miss that guy. Straight swap for Lynch for the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The way he's kicking. Absolutely. We do need someone who can kick straight.
2: Can't fault you there.
1: All right. And which team do you love beating the most?
2: Oh, it used to be Carlton. But, you know, I'm going to have to say uh, Collingwood. You know, there's nothing better than beating those yeah. uh, pretenders. <laughs> absolutely. Colin would have to be winning that question I reckon
1: that of all the people down, that though. we've had on yeah
0: absolutely I think the only one that said something different was Max who is a Collingwood supporter yeah. so there we go yeah. that that makes sense alright Dom and then your last one and God forbid if you answer this question wrong Dom I will drive <laughs> to Eltona North and beat the shit out of you who is your favourite Pressure Point co-host? Oh.
2: can it be one of the uh, people behind the camera?
0: absolutely not mate <laughs> it's Quinn or <laughs> Marcus
2: oh, oh. Probably
0: you because you see me <laughs> when I come to your house. <laughs> Good answer, mate. Good answer. We've, we're opening up the telly. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Thanks There's for joining us, personal, Dom, mate.
1: No, nah, that's all right, mate. No worries. Maybe I'll have to come beat you up then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys.
0: That's right, bring family Thank on. Man. I know what's best. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Appreciate <laughs> it, mate. Appreciate it, Dom. All speak to you so soon, loose. mate.
2: So tight. <laughs> Thanks, mate.
0: Before we get back to our regular scheduled programming, I want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Capital Edge. Capital Edge is a boutique company set up to help you build a property portfolio quickly and effectively whilst minimising any direct out-of-pocket costs. They implement strategies to help reduce your payable tax and avoid the common pitfalls of property investment. The simple difference with Capital Edge is that with any investment you make, it's all about you. Capital Edge, educating clients to make informed property choices using research-based processes. I got one back. Uh, We're yeah, back. We're well clawing our way back.
1: You didn't threaten him or anything. That's no, not at you know. all.
0: Not at all, yeah. mate. The amount I do for that boy, <laughs> that man, I should say, he's not a boy.
1: <laughs> God, he's elegant. <laughs> he was
0: elegant, mate. He's just like the dressage and the, <laughs> the equestrian. He knows what he's on about. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm impressed with Dom. I thought he had some very valid points. He if did. He, lo- he sounded aggressive when he asked to come on the podcast. He sounded like he had a lot to you know fire up about. He actually we didn't get the umpire thing out of him. I would have loved yeah. that. He started off hot with the umpires. He did. Yeah. He did. Oh, well, let me just say, um, and it's partly my fault because we were watching the game together and I was
1: losing it's it. It's a Richmond thing to complain about the umpires all the time. Well, have you
0: seen the differential between free kicks <laughs> for and against, mate? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: God, let move on before I get beaten yeah, up. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about probably the biggest topic to happen over the weekend or just before the round started, and that was Alistair Clarkson, Sam Mitchell news. That's and huge. Clarko, pretty much walking out on that um, succession plan that they they had. And, um, yeah, he'll be gone at the end of the year and Sam Mitchell will be taken over. So crazy news, absolutely crazy.
0: Probably the most unexpected news for the week. And, I mean, I know people had said that it was going to happen, like Caroline Wilson being mm. the main one. And, you know, props to her for getting it right when everyone said that she was wrong. She stuck by her guns. But, um, yeah, that one was – it took me off guard. I really didn't expect it. So do you think that was partly – Clarkson had nothing to do with that that idea, that succession plan, and he was filthy with it, and that's why he's walking out. Or, what what do you
1: think? I reckon he was on board with it, but then he probably just had time to think about it, and he had it it was probably like a week. Was it about a week? It was about a week. Yeah. yeah. And when it got announced, and then he probably went home, had a talk with his wife and family, and decided maybe that's not him. Who knows? He might he might even have other offers already. He might. Collingwood might have already lined him up for it, or or Carlton. Who knows? going to be one of those two teams if he does coach again
0: well no one else is really no nah. i mean gold coast is the gold only coast other maybe one. yeah but i don't know yeah. I, yeah it's a tough one to say he said in his press conference said he wasn't really looking to get into coaching mm. like right now And yeah. never we didn't rule it out can you believe
1: anything he says well he last week he said he, he loves the club and he's going to do the succession plan he's not leaving yeah okay and so a few days later he's, he's walking out. out yeah good yeah. point
0: so it's hard to say who yeah. knows who knows it's going to happen but the boys stood up for him
1: Mm. We've got a big win Over Brisbane Absolutely Absolutely Well Just as uh, Tom Morris Said the other week um, A lot of senior players Weren't happy Or aren't happy With Clarko Moving on And the the treatment of it um, And they're probably And they're the ones That sort of drove That performance yesterday So They want to send him out In style
0: Absolutely Well good on them And so they should so much The amount he's done For that club And I know some people Have their opinions And Tom Morris Mentioned it as well How he said We're probably a bit soft On coaches And it's a business And you should move them out But I think when someone's done as much for the club as someone like Alistair Clarkson does, um, you know, I mean, obviously it's situational dependent and they've, they've done a rebuild and they've got young talent at the moment. So you can't say that he's failing as a coach with the list that he's got. But I mean, yeah, I, I think you've, you've really got to leave it up to him. And even if you have that chat with him behind closed doors and say, look, mate, you know, we're thinking of moving on and changing something up. But I think the way they handled it, considering what he's done was pretty poor.
1: Yeah. I think Jeff Kennett copped a lot of um, criticism for it in the. Hawthorne fans are not happy with Jeff Kennett. I don't know if you heard the um, the bloke call up on um, SEN. Jared Whately was on. That was oh, <laughs> there was a few beeps. There was a was few beeps to say the least. Fantastic. fantastic. Have you have you heard the one with no beeps? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's great. I've it's heard both. So so nah, it was but,
0: it's that's the passionate, but yeah. you, you feel. But
1: he sums it up like Kennett is treated, arguably the greatest ever coach, um, like shit. Really?
0: Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty so. much. And that's why I, I scoff and I laughed at, you know, when people talk about, oh, you've had one down year, should we, should, how long should you keep a, um, a dynasty coach on for after the dynasty's over? You know what mm. I mean? Like they they, are, they raised a question with Clarkson. This is before the succession plan had been announced, but it was speculated. Mm. Um, they asked the same thing with Dimmer. One year after we won a flag, should Richmond be moving him on already? And so well, hang on. These guys have done so much for the club. Now what? You have one off year, you're going to boot him. I mean, I know Hawthorne have had a couple of down years now, but they've rebuilt it. Yeah. Okay. What do you want from them?
1: Exactly. They don't have the team that they had during their premiership years, do they? No. So they've got the same list and have dropped
0: off. Like Half their guys are super young. A lot of talent for that list. So a couple of years, they'll be right back up there. So, oh look, I mean, I don't know the conversations that were had behind closed doors. From what I've seen, the treatment was pretty poor. Um, And, you know, considering what he's done for not only the Hawks but the game, I just wish all the best for Clarkson.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And wherever he goes, he's going to do great things. Um, Probably, yeah. A few days ago I was very happy about the news. I think mean, here we go, Clarkson he's coming to Carlton. But I don't know, then after that performance the Blues put in, look like they um really want Teague there, They're really playing for him. So who knows? But if Clarkson's available, geez, you've got to ask the question, don't well, you? Well,
0: I know I just said what I didn't entirely agree with what Tom Morris said, but like you said, if there's someone better available for the yeah. job, you you've almost got to do it. But
1: big three weeks for David Teague. Absolutely. Sure. But in yeah. saying
0: that, in saying that, if you bring someone like Clarkson in, but the players really don't want him because mm-hmm. they just wanted the Teague to stay, yeah. then they're not going to play yeah, for Clarkson. Exactly. It doesn't matter how good of a coach you off. They didn't want you there to begin with. So I think that's going to be taken into consideration as well. And just quickly as well, while we're touching on Clarkson and all that as well, I still wish all the best of Sam Mitchell too. I think he's going to do good things yeah. as a coach. Um, obviously yeah. it's not his fault all this has gone down the way it has yeah. or... Maybe it is, but I don't think it would be. Yeah. Um. I wish all the best to Sam Mitchell too, because he was doing some good things when he was at West Coast, and yeah, I think he's he'll be all right for the horse.
1: Highly touted, I think he was the front runner for the Collingwood job. Um. So, highly touted, and yeah, I think he would do good with that with that young team, and um, yeah, he just really knows how to connect with those young players. So, well,
0: he's still young himself. That's the yeah. thing as well. He's still a young guy. He only yeah. retired a couple of years ago, yeah. and you know he's got all the talent. He's Brown Medalist, best and fairest winner, premiership captain. So yeah, all yeah.
1: oh. superstar he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the tribunal. Jack Viney. Not what, good. What was he doing there? Not what what good. was he thinking?
0: I don't know. For those that don't know, explain the situation, Marcus.
1: Yeah, so you had Sam Collins um, pinned to the ground and then shoved his elbow right into his face, was pinning him down with his elbow on his face for... I reckon a good five six seconds. Well,
0: like, he was taunting like, him. He was talking to him while he was doing yeah, it. He was. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was a rough act of. Yeah. It wasn't like he oh, just it was sort of clipped. Completely in it was, intentional. Oh, 100 percent. He was holding it there, and it was. Um, I know what he's thinking. It's not a good look. It, if he doesn't, if he doesn't cop any He has to, yeah. because that's not a not a, that's not even a bad look. as in it was an accidental hit. He has deliberately done mm. that to try and hurt him, and that's it's not good. Not good, although it begs the question, though. What, what is Sam Collins saying to some of these players? Mm. Everyone gave Tom Lynch a bit of flack last year for knocking him, and now Viney's done. I reckon it's Sam Collins. He's the perpetrator.
1: <laughs> Let's get him. <laughs> he Let's must be very lippy on the on the field, then. Absolutely. stuck into him. So. I
0: wonder if he went and uh, he started punching poles after the, in the change rooms yeah. after the game this time, or if it was just against Richmond. <laughs>
1: well, uh, after a 98-point loss, he, he probably was. He probably was. Probably doing yeah. worse than that. Absolutely. Um, what about the preseason season bye? Or well, the pre-finals pre-finals
0: buy. It, sorry, that was my bad. I wrote, I wrote the show notes.
1: I, was, I wrote pre-season as as, in the show notes. As soon as I said that, I was like, "Hang on, why are we talking about pre-season already?" Uh, yep. Yeah, I okay, should not have admitted fault. I
0: should have just let you cop the blame there. But well, I'll take that off. you.
1: I tried to um, I tried to do that to you once, but you're way too good at. You did. You're too. You're way too good with it. And done you just, it a few times. Just read past it. So absolutely. Yeah. Mate, but, didn't um, get me, but yeah, it's well
0: uh, done. The AFL are doing everything possible not to bring the buy forward. They want to leave it where it is, um, but the COVID situation, which is basically at the moment we don't know what it is, who knows what could happen. and They might have to bring it forward. I know some clubs wouldn't mind that because it gives a couple of players a chance to come back and all the rest of it before finals. Um, where would you like to see it? Would
1: you like to see it stay put? To be honest, I'm not a massive fan of the pre-finals buy. Like, like, I get it, but like, does it really need to happen? Like, if, you're, if the AFL are willing to have one week of no footy at all, why can't they do that in the middle of the season instead of spreading out the buys over 3 or 4 rounds why can't they just do one week off to everyone yeah you absolutely why does that? i understand they want to do it before the finals so all the good players can be can recover from their injuries and be fresh for it but the 100 plus years of what there was no pre-finals buy and it was fine so yeah i don't know but i think i think it would make sense to bring it forward um given the current situation yeah for sure
0: I think personally, I—I mean, this year in particular, I'd like to see it brought forward because it gives us a chance to get some players yeah. back that we're missing. But, um, but in general, I'm with you in the sense that I don't think it needs to be there. I think it kills momentum for sides yeah. as well. I think you could be in a really good role, have a week off, and sort of just yeah, kills the momentum a bit. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm all for having just the one week in the middle of the season rather than staggered weeks. where you have three games of footy on one week for the next. It's, it's a bit all over the place of mine, and yeah, I'm not sure, but I think it wouldn't hurt to bring it forward this time around and just let teams roll through into finals. So.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Who it, knows it, what it will happen? Would. But
0: they're trying to avoid it. So I think if they want to avoid it, they will. Yeah. Um, unless things get really bad somewhere. But I think they'll find a way to avoid
1: it. Yeah. Fair enough. But I don't know. I feel like now would be the perfect time to, to use it. But. Oh, well, AFL no better than us. That's for sure. Or um, wouldn't want to have their job in the fixturing department.
0: No. Although if you are hiring in the media department, we, uh, we're available.
1: Yes, correct. Yeah.
2: So
0: if you're listening. <laughs> Gil, talking to you, mate. <laughs>
1: um, all right. Well, let's move on to round 21. Jeez. Round 21. Scary to yeah. say. Three weeks to go. Um, and it all starts Friday night between Geelong and GWS at GMHBA.
0: Geelong have got a couple of home games to finish the year. And, yep. geez, we, Dom spoke about them before, how strong they're looking this year. This the. They're going to win. They're yeah. going to win this game. It's as simple yeah, as that. No point it. going into it.
1: They're going to win. GWS have blown their chance to stay in the eight. So, can't see them winning this one. Um, and yeah, Geelong will win quite easily. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we've got Carlton and Gold Coast at Marvel.
0: Gee, you'd think the Blues oh. here after what the Suns dished up. Yeah, do yeah, they well bounce back?
1: You thought we'd beat North the other week too. so
0: yeah, I can relate to that. But do yeah. you think... Yeah, but in saying that, do the Suns bounce back after an embarrassment?
1: Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I'm definitely not um, going to be confident like a lot of people are with this game, just given what we did a couple, only a couple of weeks ago. So we should win. Obviously, we should win, especially now that our season's alive. Finals are on the line. So, um, yeah, we should win this one. I mean, yeah. PT, PTSD aside, we should win.
0: <laughs> yeah, Carlton should win, so I'll tip them as well. But
1: yeah. yeah. Richmond North. North. After that game. North will win. Yeah? Yeah, yep. North yep. will win. North. North as well.
0: We seem to be just giving it up every time we have a chance. We had the perfect opportunity and we blew yep. it. So North
1: And North are playing good. North so.
0: North are playing. They, only, they didn't lose to Geelong by much. And I'll run yeah. the contest the whole game. So and Geelong are much better than we are. So
1: Can you believe those odds as well? Like north at two fifty five. Like ten weeks ago that would have been twelve fifty. Yeah. You know? No,
0: I I can believe yeah. those odds. I'm actually surprised it's not the other way around. They're not a dollar fifty two. <laughs> so Jeez, you've,
1: you've really turned on the tigers, haven't you?
0: I'm just they haven't given me anything. <laughs> they just don't. It doesn't look like they want to play finals. Some of them, some mm. do, and yeah.
1: Anyway. Yep. All right. Saturday night we've got the showdown: Adelaide and Port Adelaide. Is this going to be in front of no fans, or okay. they got fans?
0: I'm not entirely sure. I'd be, it'd be disappointing to see yeah. no fans. This is always a great game. Um, you'd, which you'd think Port would get over the line quite comfortably yeah, here. They should. Adelaide um, would. You'd be dis- they'd be disappointed if they don't.
1: Yeah, Adelaide was pretty last week they've they dropped they,
0: off a fair bit like they started they had, really hot yeah, this year
1: they beat the Hawks a couple of weeks ago but apart from that they'd lost like six in a row or something so mm. yeah they're cooked they're done for the year um, St Kilda Sydney also on Saturday night that marvel
0: you'd have to go the Swans, Swans are looking here. good. the Swans are looking too good Essendon yeah. took it right up to them but Essendon are a good side as well now yeah. so you'd have to give it to the Swans here yeah. for sure
1: and the Saints were terrible last week if the
0: saints lose this they can that's it i, think, they are, I think they're done
1: their percentage is, is their percentage
0: terrible. kills them already but if they lose this and definitely yeah definitely 100 that'll be done but um yeah i think the swans will win this one
1: yep sunday we've got hawthorne and collingwood down in tassie it's the first time collingwood's playing in tassie for premiership points
0: really yeah jeez i'll so get a big crowd there talk about an afl favorite not having to trouble down there
1: yeah i know well essendon was the other, only a few weeks ago was the first time in like 30 years um, I think Carlton's only played there like twice um, mm. yeah. funny Carl, the big Colin four don't go there down there yeah really has Richmond we've been there yeah you've been there yeah but like, on holidays not, and stuff I don't know if we played there
0: <laughs> Richo's from there
1: yeah thought so that's right and Jack Rewald
0: and Jack Rewald yep. Richo's our favourite son though but um, <laughs> yeah no that'll be a good game the odds are pretty good ninety to ninety four. not good for a punter, but good for no, both clubs. It'd be a good game. Not really it's not favourite. It
1: is hard to pick this this one.
0: I'm going to go Hawthorne purely because it's in Tassie. Yep. I think Collingwood are a better side, but Hawthorne have played some pretty good games this year, being competitive in a few, and because it's in Tassie, I'm going to give them the advantage.
1: Yeah, both coming off big wins as well. Huge so wins. Although
0: well, in saying that, Hawthorne did blow a massive lead to Brisbane. They did, yeah. They but held on, though, which is impressive. there was
1: but another five... 10 minutes in that game, I reckon they would have lost.
0: Yeah, Brisbane win that yeah. game, a couple extra minutes. But yep. um, they held on and they did the job they needed to do, so yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, Bulldogs in Essendon.
0: Uh, you'd have to go the dogs with the form yeah. that they're in. They're just flying at the moment. But yeah. nothing shocks me with the Bombers this year, which yeah. is hard to say. And I know you thought before the show I was wearing the Essendon beanie with Looks the, like the red and black.
1: It really does look like it.
0: No, no, it's the uh, the Elston Wick Amateur Football Club who are doing some good things at the moment. Yep. Shout out to the boys over there. But um, yeah, no, no. So uh, dogs dogs for me because yep. they're flying at the moment. Yeah,
1: dogs for me as well. Um, Sunday night, we've got Freo and Brisbane at Optus. It's a tough game to pick this one as well. I'm going
0: Freo. Brisbane are the favourites, but I'm going Freo, not just because they beat us, but because Brisbane have dropped a few yep, games that they, they, they have. shouldn't have. Look, two, three weeks ago, I thought it was really impressive that Richmond beat Brisbane over there. But seeing who they've lost to mm. in and around that time period... I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah. They're just dropping easy games and not that Freo will be an easy game, but in WA especially, they love it over there yep. and if they can bring some of the heat and passion that they brought against us on Sunday. They'll, uh, they'll get up against Brisbane.
1: Yeah, I think they will as well. Brisbane have, have hit a wall. They've, um, at one stage, I reckon a couple of months ago, they were looking like the best team in it and have dropped off dramatically. So I think Freo for mine. And then Monday night, final game of the round, we've got West Coast and Melbourne. At Optus,
0: it's a big one. It's huge. The help helps for West Coast. It's in WA. Yeah, um, it's a bit hard to look past Melbourne though. And yep. They've hit some good form and they've been beating the good teams. Yep. So, not and that West Coast are a great team,
1: but West Coast were putrid last week.
0: That's what I was about to say. They're not mm. not that they're great at the moment, but they're sitting in the eight, and you know Melbourne tend to beat those teams by a fair bit. So yeah, I'm yep. going to give it to Melbourne.
1: Yeah, Melbourne as well. All right, that is all the games for round twenty one. Um, Jesus, a lot of those games mean mean a lot for some teams. As uh,
0: you and I especially,
1: some uh, season-defining games there, and a lot of seasons could be done and dusted after this round. So um, it's going to be good. Still no crowd zone in, in Victoria. I think the week after they're planning to trial. They're going to try to. Jesus, um, it's going to be it's going to be a tight deadline for finals.
0: Oh, we're pushing it, aren't we? Well, yeah. next week as well, there's games in New South Wales and Queensland. The Queensland's yeah. quarantine just got
1: extended. Yeah, they won't, there won't be games there for the rest of the season, I Who don't knows reckon. what's
0: going to happen? I mean, Richmond's supposed to be playing the Giants in, in New South Wales, Giants mm. Stadium. Where's that going to be played? Um, we to have to move everything. Metricon. I yeah, there's going yeah, to gonna go be to a Perth. lot of movement. Yeah, I they think might Perth,
1: Perth might be the best option, but they're going to have to make a decision pretty soon, aren't they?
0: I thought they were, they'd were. they already be overdue from their deadline date. That's yeah. what I was aware of anyway, so I could be wrong there and... Who knows, but um, yeah, no, they're going to have to make a decision quite soon because you look at the last two rounds in the fixture and it all just says date and time to be confirmed, yeah. date and time to be confirmed, and we're three weeks out, Yeah. F- fix it.
1: Yeah. So exactly.
0: <laughs> I know it's an easier said than done, but... Just fix it. Yeah, yeah. Well, with COVID it's impossible, yeah. but try. So anyway, <laughs> exciting, exciting times. It
1: is, it is. All right, well, um, that is our episode done. That, that is. Uh, it's been a good one. I mean, tough for you. been tough for you for a few weeks now.
0: It has been. Well, you, you made a point before we said Adelaide have lost six in a row or something like that. I think apart from that Brisbane one, we've won one of our last six or seven games. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're pretty much in the same boat, so I can't talk to them. But mm. we've gotten through. I've had my Wolf of the Willows XPA. I've been drinking tonight during nice. the episodes, gotten me through, which you can get in a... Millie in my gift box, so if you look out for them, (laughs) you know, grab one of those. But um, no, they're all right. I'm doing all right. I'm I'm looking at the trying to look at the positives on game day. I'm filthy, but as the days go on, I try to look at the positives. Yeah,
1: usually by Thursday, you you you're over it and you start following their Instagram page again. And um, I don't I don't unfollow them, mate. That's just that's that's just you. (laughs) Me, (laughs) speak for yourself. I don't don't do that. No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. All right, well, uh, that is all we've got time for today. Make sure you leave us a review. Subscribe to us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And, uh, yeah, keep the reviews coming. Share it with your mates. It means the world. Um, But, yeah, enjoy Round 21, and we'll, uh, we'll chat next week.